Welcome to Farm Credit Services of America and Frontier Farm Credits podcast, where our panel of experts take a deeper look at how to leverage crop insurance products to help you take less risk and ultimately feel more in control of the uncontrollable in agriculture. Welcome to our crop insurance podcast hosted by Farm Credit Service America and Frontier Farm Credit. I'm your host, Marshall Nelms. I've been with uh, Farm Credit Service America for 20 years, working the crop insurance, serving customers in Iowa and Nebraska over that time. I'm also joined by our guest, Trent Jansen. We've invited Trent today to help us understand crop hail and wind coverage and why we need to consider this product for your operation. So Trent, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm Trent Jensen. I've been here for 12 years uh, in the crop insurance division for Farm Credit Service of American Frontier. And prior to that, I've got about total of about 30 years of ag industry experience. Very good. Looking forward to sharing all the knowledge you have um, that you've gained over those years and really appreciate you joining us for this conversation. So our goal today is, is we're going to talk about two topics. It's going to be crop hail insurance. and We're also going to cover wind insurance and how those uh, policies work and some of the advantages that they present to producers um, and why they need to consider it um, this year in their uh, for their farming operations. So we'll kind of tackle, just kind of do kind of some questions back and forth with Trent and just try to uncover some of that. The first question I have for you, Trent, is is you hear crop hail. Um, can you just cover a little bit about what crop hail is? Crop hail insurance is basically what it sounds like. It's insurance that you can purchase yourself in your risk management for your operation to where that when the storms are coming and you're concerned about crop hail, it can protect your top end of your crop that you're trying to protect. Okay, and then wind insurance. When people often on you hear people talk about wind, what is wind in general? Wind in general, and we'll get into that a little bit later, there's about three different types of policies you can purchase to help cover the wind, but it's, it's, it can help you from the time of emergence or any time in between and up to the point of harvest. It, it allows you in these times of areas uh, that you have high winds to protect yourself. Most insurance, you kind of decide how much you would purchase. So what are some ways that uh, farmers decide how much coverage to buy? You know, the reason why it's important to, to understand what your multi-perils covering versus the gap in coverage that you have, a producer sometimes will take a look at buying $100 an, an acre of crop hail and wind, but then realize in these scenarios that, well, geez, when we sit down with them, they have a $275 gap and they actually have $175 worth of exposure out there that they don't have covered. And so that's when they start taking a look at, hey, how am I spending my money? what kind of premium dollars am I spending and maybe spending that few dollars more to cover that gap is well worth it in my risk management decisions. Some producers will take a look at their APHs and that's their 10-year history on their multi-peril and say if you have 180 bushel yield history they'll take it times the spring price in this case this year it was four dollars and 58 cents and they will figure that between their multi-peril and their crop hail they need about 825 dollars worth of coverage. Another way to take a look at it is from their expected yield. With increases in yields that uh, producers seem to be trending towards, they will, they will take the last three years out of their APH history. So in that same case uh, where you have 180 bushel yield history, you, the last three years you might actually average about 200 bushels, 204 bushels to the acre. So they'll take that spring price and they'll come up with a, a times that value and then they'll come up with $935 worth of coverage. So just kind of depends upon where the risk lies for the individual and how they like to take a look at their risk management needs. 
Yeah, that's interesting trend. It makes good sense. You look at the history of the yields and uh, put a value on it. Oh, we hear a lot of times when we talk with producers, they talk a lot about their multi-parallel crop insurance. How does multi-parallel and crop hail insurance, how do those work together? They work together and it's pretty simple. The multi-parallel will cover the bottom side and the crop hail will cover the top side along with the wind. And so I heard you have mentioned a little about the top end, you know, covering the top portion and the bottom portion. Can you help me a little bit with what that means for the listeners? Yeah, Marshall, uh, basically the top end is anything that's covered over what your multi-parallel does not. So in this case, you know, we've been talking about the bottom end, uh, the 144 bushels being covered by your multi-parallel. If you have an expected harvest of 180 or 190 bushels, whatever that is, that multi-parallel does not cover up to that 180 or 190, which you're expecting to get to, is what the crop hail and or wind would cover for you. Okay, in essence, what it is, is just the portion of the crop that the, you're expecting to raise, but your multi-parallel coverage isn't protecting you on that yield. That's 100% correct. So what are some popular hail products that uh, producers are using to cover that gap? Uh, there's there's a few different ones. There's some basic policies, traditional, and some companion policies, and a production hail plan. And the companion policies sometimes are the more popular one for the way they work with your multi-parallel. You know, companion adds a top-end coverage designed to pay out before the multi-parallel coverage kicks in. It really covers that top part. Uh, the multi-parallel continues to cover the bottom part, and then the loss, the determined by the loss of not production. So if a storm comes through this summer and you go through the, the process of getting the adjuster out there, they'll pay on these products before harvest happens in the fall. So it's kind of a, the storm comes, get the process going. It's a maybe a two week process by the time the adjuster gets out there and gets it adjusted to maybe another week or so. And hopefully at that point, you kind of know where the loss is and you get a check in hand. So that sounds good. It's kind of real time. So as you have a as you have a loss in the field, they're going to work it, and then they're going to get you some money for that loss. So that's that's good to know. That's kind of along that same vein of you know thinking through things. So let's say there's a hundred acre field, just to keep it uh, simple on that side of it. What happens? You know, hailstorms sometimes come through and don't always uh, hit the whole field. Let's just say about a third of the field gets some hail damage. How does that work? The adjuster will come out and they'll take a look at the damage area. And on a 100-acre field, if you have, say, 30 acres that get damaged, they'll take that average of loss of that 30 across the whole field and pay across on the whole field. So say if you're averaging 30%, they'll average that across 100 acres. And whatever that average would be, then they pay out on those acres. Okay. So in that scenario, if it's a 30% and there's about a third of a hit, roughly, it'd probably be a 10% loss across that 100-acre field. That'd be the way to look at that? That would be the way to take a look at it. And then they'll take 10% of that liability of your crop hail and pay out accordingly, according to the policy that you've taken. Okay. So let's say they bought the $250 of coverage. Let's say that's the number they chose. What would that 10% loss payment look like? Again, it depends upon your product and the products okay. are all different. So a companion two product versus a companion three, they will pay out different, but based upon a companion two product, that would be about 200 with a no deductible would be about $25 to the acre. No, nice payment. That's a good payment on that. I really, so it was really nice when you talk through the companion policy, it was, it was nice how that policy, it, it matches up with the multi-parallel and it tries to cover the portion the multi-parallel crop insurance policy isn't covering. Is there some other uh, popular products that producers use when it comes to crop hail similar to that or different? Another one that's uh, popular and has gained a lot of momentum in some of our territories is a production hail plan. And that plan uh, differs in the traditional hail plan in a couple different ways. 
There's multiplication factors that where you take your APH on your database per unit and you multiply it anywhere from 105% up to 120%. The common one is 120% because you like to push that yield as high as you can. So on the, working off that same value of 180 bushels like we did in, earlier, you take that 180 times 1.2 and now you're working with a APH on that field of 216 bushels for the, for the hail. So at 216, you multiply that by the spring price and you always use a spring price on this product. In this case, this, this year it was $4.58. You come up with a $990 value across the field per acre. Then working out that same, same 80% level, we cover $660 of that on the multi-parallel side of it on the bottom side. And now we're working with $330 with the coverage on the top side of hail. Now, again, if we know what our gap is, we can back that off or we can kind of leave where it's at and according to your risk management needs. So if I was hearing you right, Trent, sounds like even with this product, it's gonna give you a little bit more coverage than we had with the companion scenario. We got $330 of coverage, but it sounds like the producer can kind of decide if they want it, if, if they want that amount of coverage or they could buy a little bit less if they wanted to. So it's sounds really customizable. It is customizable. And the one reason I should say around this plan, why it has uh, grown in popularity is basically how fast it pays out. And this is because you're working off the whole dollar value of the 990 versus just the hail liability of your companion products. So that same 10% example that we talked before, prior to harvest, it would appear that on $990, we would have $99 paid back to us per acre. But again, this goes to production and it can be less than that. And this is where you really need to reach out to your agent and talk to talk to them so you fully understand the product and have that local expertise that we can provide through our agency. Yeah, that sounds like a very powerful product where we had $25 in the one example and now we're close to 99 potential, depending upon what the harvested yield is in the fall. But yeah, it makes sense that there's, um, there's definitely many ways to look at your health policy. So I appreciate you looking at that. It's a, it's a, as we look at each one of these policy types, it seems like they get more effective and they get a little quicker in how they pay. How does that, how does that impact the cost of the producer? I'm guessing there's probably a little bit of cost variance. There is a cost variance. And obviously, if you're going to get a higher rate of return, like the last product we talked about, hail production, it usually runs a little bit more money. In an example of $300 uh, for each product, you're looking at maybe two, two to three times the rate and being higher for HPP. And an example that I ran earlier, it can run $19.55 an acre for $300 versus a companion due that only runs $9. But the big difference is not only looking at the cost, because sometimes cost brings value, and you got to understand where your value is and how you want to get paid. Because at a 5% loss, which many of us see a lot of times, you can get $40 back on on hail production at $300 of liability, a companion two is going to pay about 15. Now hail production is not for everyone. Companion two is a great fit too for people in the area, but basically what's your risk versus reward in your risk management. And that's just something that you need to decide with that local agent. Okay. So it sounds like a pretty popular conversation is, is going to be looking at companion products, companion hail products, and then also looking at the production hail, depending upon the area that you, that you farm in. It may be or may not be cost prohibitive to to look at the production hail plans. So um, when we started our conversation earlier, we talked a little bit about wind and how the wind coverage works. Uh, would you mind kind of um, explaining some of that to us on how wind works? Yeah, there's about three different products a person can run. 
and they will match up with the policy that you have on your crop hail, uh, how they get paid, but uh, most of the time, but there are some insurance companies that don't. So that's again, I can't stress this enough. And I know we talked about it a lot, lot, talk to your local agent about some of these differences. But the first product I'd like to talk about is green snap. And green snap is when the stock is severed below the ear and cannot be harvested. But that starts at a certain point of growth of the corn plant and usually ends around tassel time period. So it's a short window of coverage uh, when that stock is really growing hard and fast through the warm evenings as well as the warm days. The other one is wind and there, there are two different products. Wind affects them both, but yet one is labeled wind. And this is when as the stock is severed or bent, flattened and cannot be harvested. You know, a wind policy includes grain snap, but a green snap policy does not include wind. This loss is calculated by determining the number of ears left on the ground and after the field is harvested. So if you take a look at that and put it a little bit in layman's terms is this corn, the corn crop that you're raising is going to be covered from the time of emergence until usually around October 31st. So it covers a lot of different things. It covers the green snap. It covers it being bent over. Or how many times have you gone out and you've seen a late windstorm in the month of October and that corn stalk is sitting there shaking a little bit from the wind and that ear slips out and lands on the ground. That will cover that too. Green snap does not cover that. At that point, the adjuster in a situation like that would come out after the field's harvested and do a field stomp to see what kind of loss you have out there. You know, wind does cost a little bit more than green snap, but in some areas it's, it's something to take a strong look at because you get so much more coverage for your dollar being spent. It just works a little bit harder for you at the end, end of the day. So, Trey, when I was kind of, you know, listening in there, it sounds like on the green snap, that's going to be just early season situations, correct? It's just going to kind of cover you on the front part of that corn crop being raised. And then the wind's actually going to take you all the way through the growing season, sounds like. So that'd be, that'd be an easy way to look at the two differences between the two products. That, that is an excellent way to take a look at the two di products differences. Okay, sounds good. Is there any other, um, you mentioned there's three ways you can do wind. What, what other uh, when products available. The last one that we're going to talk about today is called extra harvest expense. Then it pays out 8% of your liability. And this is usually just covers your fall when, the, when you're harvesting your crop and a windstorm comes along and it bends that corn over to the point where it's laying with the row or it's to the point where you cannot pick it up with your corn head. The snoots can't get underneath it and the ear is still out there. Now this policy sounds somewhat similar to what the wind would be, except for it only pays 8% of your total liability. So in this case, if you're sitting there paying or getting $300 with a liability, 8% of 300 would be $24 an acre you get be, would be getting paid back. I think I've heard about that product before. I think when I was listening to Teamer one said, they said the extra harvest expense is kind of like it's, they're paying you for the headache and the heartache of you know harvesting that down corn. They don't figure out exactly how many bushel you lost, but they're going to give you a payment for the headache and the heartache of it. And so that sounds like that policy right there. So there's another topic I wanted to ask you about, Trent, when it comes to, to hail and winds. You mentioned the $300 of coverage. Let's say that we had a producer bought the policy. They bought crop hail and they added wind to it. When they have a time of loss, do they have $300 of coverage for hail and $300 of coverage for wind for like a total coverage of 600 or how does that work? It works like this, Marshall, and that's a great question, and producers ask that question quite often. It's a combination of the two. You only have $300 total, and so when you have losses figured, however you get to that $300 first, if it all be from crop hail, or if it all be from wind, or a combination of the two, you max out your total liability between both products 
at $300 if you purchase the $300 with a liability. Okay, that makes sense. Thanks for helping with that. Trent, you shared some really valuable information today around crop hail and how the wind coverages work. Um, can you think of any important dates or anything else that a producer should be considering? Talk to your agent early and often because some of these products by the 1st of June or June 15th, you can't purchase anymore. And more importantly, if you're worried about the wind and it's something that you're worried about all night long, every night, and it keeps you up at night all the way through harvest, these products cost the same on the 1st of April as they do on the 1st of October. So if you're gonna get the value of the dollar, purchase it early so you can sleep at night. Yeah, that's great, Trent. There's a lot of times we get really busy. So we start planting, we move right from planting to spraying, and sometimes we forget to get that crop hail in place and that early storm comes through. So a great point about just get that in place and get it working for you right away because you're getting the full value that way. So thanks Trent for all your insights and your information. Here's just a kind of just a couple of key takeaways I kind of jotted down as we were visiting through thing. and. It seems like it's really important to consider finding a good balance between your multi-parallel crop insurance and your crop hail coverages. So really kind of find a good balance in that and how those two things work together. The other one I kind of jotted down was, is we need to be thinking about how much would you like to cover on when it comes to your health coverage? Are you concerned about the shallow losses? Are you worried about those smaller losses that happen on the top end of the crop? Or do you want to have that hail insurance protect you all the way from the beginning, you know, from every bushel that's produced in the field. You want it to go all the way across the crop. So be thinking about the concept. You want a shallow loss or you want to cover the whole crop? Uh, the biggest thing, and you mentioned it multiple times, Trent, through the conversation, it's really important about taking time to schedule an appointment with a team member at Farm Credit Services America or at Frontier and just see what cost and coverages are available for you in your local area. So um, just like I said, you can't get started on it soon enough once you got a crop growing. So. Um, again, thanks for the time today. We're hopeful this podcast was beneficial for, for you that were listening. Remember that your crop insurance policy gives you a guaranteed minimum crop insurance revenue. Nothing else in farming guarantees you money. The only financial guarantee in farming comes from your crop insurance policy. Trent, thanks for joining us today. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today as well.